The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour three of VSIN Primetime alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Primetime presented by BetMGM. Phoenix Suns look okay with. Uh, with uh, Mr. Durant on the floor. They're up, they're up 20 right now. Oh, sorry, 19. With a minute to go in the first half down there in Charlotte. So uh, a good start for the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant. His over-under on points was 20 and a half. He has 12 so far in this game. We'll see. Is he going to play a lot in the second half? We will see, but we'll keep our eyes on that for all of you. Uh, our bet tonight, Sean's apparently part of it too, uh, Notre Dame. Up two touchdowns right now, 42 to 28. If they were down 14, this would be my bet, but they're up 14, so this is our bet, right? I'm not buying until your propaganda. Mm, okay. How's Puckster Damas looking right now? Rangers are up 1 0. All right. Nothing else has started yet. All right. Let's bring in our next guest from Pro Football Focus. He is Ben Brown at PFF underscore Ben Brown on Twitter. Uh, the NFL draft is going on. We saw video of. Uh, Bryce Young walking in what what seemed to be a uh, an eight foot human uh, because uh, Bryce didn't look very tall walking in and that's what that's what this whole week's going to be about. I mean it it's a bit frustrating Ben because you know the three of us watch a ton of college football and we know how good Bryce Young is and he is the odds on favorite to go number one. But do you think this week because he's not going to throw but he's going to measure he's going to weigh in? Do you think this week could hurt him? with Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud 
both performing and and Will Levis, I believe, right? right. All throwing on the field. Yeah, I, I still think he is, you know, for what he did, you know, from, you know, PFF grading perspective and what he did at college football, like I think without without throwing still, he is far and away the best quarterback in this draft class. I do think there are a, a few teams, not necessarily at the complete top, but are at least within striking distance via trade to get his services. And I think there's a couple teams that are probably competing for that right now. So I think he's very much solidified, locked in as the number one overall quarterback and nothing I would say that you see from any of these other guys it is really going to dictate him going at number one. I think it's just a question of, you know, how many, how many potential quarterbacks do we see actually move up into that top 10 or even that top five draft pick range after this weekend? You know, it's interesting because like, no matter what anybody thinks about, if he's good or bad now, or if you like or dislike him, like Mel Kuyper was the first person that looked at the NFL draft and said, you know what, I can make a career out of covering that. <laughs> and so, I mean, he gets kind of props for creating, like, this space where a lot of people profit from it now. But I was watching him on a video. I guess he came out with one of his mocks. And he had it down to, I've talked to a bunch of execs and people from all the teams, and if, if Bryce Young's over 195, he's going one. If he's under, he's not. And I'm like... Is that not the most ludicrous thing I've ever in my life heard? Like, the difference between 202 and 196? Like, Ben, how do we get to this point? Yeah, that's, there's a few pads I would say that can, you know, make up the difference between 196 and 202 if that's your criteria. But it's, it's, it's bad, and I think, you know, it's only magnified right now. I do think you can at least contextualize some of the things that people are going to do on football fields this weekend and see how that potentially translates at the NFL level, you know, especially some of the speed things. And I very much think, you know, if you're looking at wide receiver, like speed very much plays 40 time, very much still plays both from where guys get drafted at. And also in some ways, how successful they are throughout their first four seasons at the NFL level. But, you know, the size things and everything else, just because one guy maybe is looking at least on the path of, not necessarily being a complete bust, but maybe not a hit at the number one overall quarterback position level because he was too short in Kyler Murray. Like, I don't think you can base all your decisions on one small sample size. And it's weird that we have arrived at this, I would say, without any sort of rigorous testing. So I think if you do kind of look at some of these things like height, weight, especially at the quarterback position, don't really reflect on any sort of future success in predicting that outcome for that particular player. So I think it's definitely something that's overblown, overstated, and probably honestly creates some value for teams that aren't necessarily buying into some of those narratives, I would say. What do you think C.J. Stroud's measurements are going to be this weekend? Uh, I see different things out there. I've never met him in person. In your opinion, where, where is he going to come in measurement-wise? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think he's a little, you know, obviously bigger than, you know, where Bryce Young's obviously going to be. I thought he was closer to like, you know, 6'1", I want to say, basically. Um, uh, 6'2", I guess, is probably the range in which he is. Maybe he's closer. I think he was listed at basically like 6'3", at Ohio State. So 205 uh, is probably more so where I'd put it from, you know, weight perspective. I think he was listed closer to 210 or 215. But uh, I think probably just a little bit lighter. But, you know, still very much, kind of like you said, I think, when people talk about the thresholds and things like he is right above now, above some of those thresholds. Now, does that actually matter? You know, probably not a whole lot, I would say, to his long-term success. The interesting thing for me, and this is why I asked, he played one of the best games I've ever seen. And when we talk about skill set translate into the NFL, if you go and watch his game versus Georgia, Georgia in the uh, college football semifinals, he did everything you could ever ask an NFL quarterback to do. Types of throws, uh, Change paces, accurate all across the field, over underneath coverage, under deep coverage. Like, it was there on display. 
is that one uh, performance enough to catapult him? Or do you think ultimately, because I know that you think Anthony Richardson, because of all the things that you won't see on film, but you will see when you walk in a building, is going to ultimately move him up. Who ends up getting drafted first? C.J. Stroud, based on the Georgia performance, or Anthony Richardson, because of the uh, the projections? Yeah, I very much still think, you know, C.J. Stroud should be the second, you know, second quarterback off the board in this class. And I very much, you know, in placing an overemphasis on that Georgia performance, because I think the knock on him heading into this game and kind of going to be throughout the draft process was, you know, the, the competition in some ways in Ohio State in the Big Ten is, is very much a step behind the SEC. He's not facing off against you know, NFL-type defenders week in and week out, but to actually go out there and do it and have his best PFF, you know, graded game of the season and of his career in that Georgia matchup, in the spotlight, and basically, in a lot of ways, you know, essentially being the reason why his team probably should have won that game as two touchdown underdogs, like, that performance alone speaks to the reason why I think he very much belongs as the second-best quarterback, uh, you know, off the draft board, and very much kind of like you said, like, the the projection is, is like, what can he do not only from a clean pocket, but navigating some of those pressure situations? And is he keeping his eyes downfield? And how are his mechanics, I would say, both in and outside the pocket? And he was lights out in every single throw, I would say, in that particular game. And I think that that is the reason why, you know, he, for you know, all intents and purposes, should stay ahead of Anthony Richardson, no matter you know, how well he tests and how fast his 40 time is, because it still seems like, you know, Richardson could be a very successful, you know, quarterback at the NFL level, but probably needs to get into the right overall structure, I would say, to really see him, see all that potential, I would say, come to fruition. We're talking to Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Ben Brown. Uh, Ben, looking at the odds market right now, C.J. Stroud plus 380 to be the first overall pick, and then plus 275 to be the first quarterback. So, you know, I, I agree. I think we're all in agreement that Bryce Young should be the first quarterback selected, but should and will is, is obviously a big differentiator. And, you know, when we break down betting odds, it's not what we think, it's what the league thinks. Could you envision C.J. Stroud jumping Bryce Young at some point just based off of, as Sean mentioned, you know, the Georgia tape, the size, and a lot that's been kind of going on there with uh, with C.J. Stroud. Seems like some momentum there. So is C.J. Stroud worth a look as being either the first quarterback or first pick in the betting market? See, not to me right now because, you know, what I'm seeing and what I'm gathering, and I think the, the, the domino that maybe still needs to drop is who actually moves up to that number one overall pick. Because I think, you know, for all intents and purposes, the Bears are moving down from that. And in some ways, you know, the, the Jalen Carter legal situation is going to have ramifications on, you know, how far and, and how far down I would say the Bears actually want to move in that particular selection. But to me, you know, in looking at some of the things, I do think that the Carolina Panthers specifically moving up to that number one overall pick definitely have the assets to do that and very much seem like that would be a spot where they would fall in love with Bryce Young, who, who can very much kind of be that guy that kind of transforms that organization with Frank Reich. He doesn't go the veteran quarterback retreat option like he did in Indianapolis. So I, I still think like it's Bryce Young and I still think it's going to be a spot where, you know, we see his, you know, price, I would say, probably move out even further. And then it really becomes a question of, you know, who's that next guy off the board, whether it's CJ Stroud at two or whether it is, you know, potentially a guy like Anthony Richardson coming all the way from, you know, in the back half of the first round to potentially being, you know, the second or third selection, I would say, off the board. Talk once again to Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. 
So Anthony Richardson, look, we're, the, the, right now the betting market is, is pretty light when it comes to the draft. Uh, we don't have over-unders on you know Anthony Richardson's draft slot. Um, but do you think ultimately with how this quarterback class is perceived and the talent that is there, the raw capabilities of Anthony Richardson, do you think teams are going to start to kind of fall in love with Anthony Richardson and what his potential brings to the table? Yeah, I very much think so. And I think we kind of saw, you know, a little bit of a shift, I would say, in, you know, NFL philosophy, especially how they're going to attack some of these two high looks and the added wrinkle with the guy that can provide things both outside of the pocket and throwing and with his legs. It is very much an element that I think offenses are going to need in order to be successful every single play. So I think that adds an intrigue. And I think it also adds, you know, a a somewhat unique floor to Anthony Richardson at the NFL level because he very much can kind of rely, I would say, uh, on some of those characteristics can very much be successful in the right environment or or in the right offensive scheme. But the ceiling performances as well with some of the throws downfield, you know, very much, I would say, set up for an intriguing or, you know, tantalizing type of prospect where he could very much be a difference maker at the quarterback position and could very much be, you know, a long-term solution for, uh, you know, a a few different NFL teams. So I I do think that those traits are going to win out. And I do think, you know, when it's all said and done, we'll probably have all three of these guys, I would say, drafted in the top five picks in the NFL coming up here in April. Mm -hmm. Ben, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. There he is, Ben Brown from Pro Football Focus. It is V-CIN primetime, three in the top five. Woo! I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any. MGM Casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID. Start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM, state-of-the-art technology, and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Prime Time. Uh, we mentioned the Suns and the Hornets, the return of Kevin Durant. 13 minutes of action for KD in his Suns debut. So far, it's halftime, and he has 12 points. Over-under and his points was 20 and a half. Right now, Sean King, if I said you still have 20 and a half, you take an over or under? Uh, Phoenix up 16 at the half. Played 13 minutes in that first half. I mean, he's aggressive on offense, mm-hmm. so I probably would still take the over. Okay. Yeah. Certainly, I mean, you're The certain. only thing that kind of makes you a little worried is if Charlotte doesn't show up for the third period, he's probably not going to play in the fourth. So you're going to need Charlotte to keep this thing, like, relatively competitive during the third quarter. It'd be great if Charlotte, like, outscored them by 10 in the third quarter, you know, which is the part that you can't control. That is true. But he has been aggressive on offense. They have been giving him the ball. Uh, he's in isolated situations on the wing a lot. So I think he'll get the attempts to get to tw- 21. Going on right now, Alabama, number two team in all the lands, uh, on the ropes right now against Auburn. Auburn leading by three. But uh, Ooh, this would be a bad loss for Kentucky. Majority of that game. Uh-oh. Vanderbilt up nine Ooh. Uh, with about 15 minutes left in that game. Yikes. At UK. Yeah, Kentucky – they're high risk, high reward. I, I selected them in our draft knowing that 
I think they have the potential to go to the Final Four, <laughs> but they also have the potential to lose in the first round. This team lost to South Carolina. Uh, as Sean just mentioned, getting beat up pretty good right now by uh, by Vanderbilt. They were, I forget what they were laying in that spot. Um, but, yeah, we'll... Uh, Pretty uh, pretty interesting one unfolding there. Uh, Xavier, this would be a solid win for Xavier if they are able to hold this one on. Uh, they were a three-and-a-half-point road dog at the dunk against Providence, and they lead right now 79-70. to 70. They've really led all the way throughout. Suli Boom has been phenomenal. 31 points in this one uh, for uh, for the Xavier Musketeers. So a uh, 79. free throw. 79-71, potentially... A seven-point game. Providence had made a run, and then Xavier pulled away. So we'll see if Providence at home uh, has one more run. They just missed the free throw, got the rebound, going back to the free throw line. So your typical Big East game. Uh, Alabama, they took the lead. No, they're down now six. Um, And then uh, the stinky line of the night. Ohio State leading by a Baker's dozen right now over Maryland. Did you end up playing? I know you said you were. Yeah, I'm on Ohio State. Yeah. I'm telling you, I might have to play Ohio State in the uh, in the Big Ten tournament. Market right loves them, man. Yeah, I mean they have. I'll be honest, <laughs> I, I've lost a decent a chunk of change on on Ohio State, and I've had you know people be like, "Ooh, stinky line." I'm like, I got to stay away. But this was the spot. Market moving pretty favorably towards uh, the the Buckeyes here. They even at one point were a favorite. Uh, I think they closed a favorite at DraftKings. So I don't know. We have to we have to get the ruling. If Ohio State wins this game, is it officially going to be part of the unranked home favorite against ranked team? Where did it close? I think you got to go by where it, it depends where you look, Sean, because it closed at DraftKings. What's the consensus? Consensus. Wager Talk generally has a consensus. What's the consensus? Minus one, Ohio no, State. So you can't include it. No, minus one, Ohio State. That's the consensus. Right, but they're not a. a Oh, yeah, they were. Okay, so, yeah, they're ranked dog at home, yeah. Yeah, so uh, right now a 13-point lead for Ohio State. I just so saw, you get to count it. I just saw Kevin Willard chirping at the refs. He already has one tech. I don't know if he got booted from the game or not. He was he was barking, so uh, we will see uh, how that all plays out. Uh, we just had Ben Brown on, and uh, interesting thing that I thought he said was that he believes, based off how this is all going to go, Notre Dame now up 18, um, he believes, Sean, that three quarterbacks ultimately go in the top five. I agree with it's that. It's hard to project right now because there's going to be trades, but you look at the teams that need quarterbacks. You look at Carolina. Mm-hmm. They have met with Derek Carr this week. The Raiders need a quarterback. Uh, the Colts need a quarterback. The Texans need a quarterback. That's four teams. Texans are sitting at two. Colts are sitting at four. Both have new head coaches. Panthers have a new head coach at nine. Um, they just they got a whole bunch of assets in the Christian McCaffrey trade, so they could, in theory, trade up. I could certainly see it too, Sean. And my question to you is, and I think I know the answer, if Anthony Richardson goes top five, is that franchise, in your opinion, making a mistake? I, that just depends on who it is. because Let's say it's the uh, Raiders. They trade up. They trade I up think a anybody spots. that needs him to play or anybody that has an expectation of being a playoff caliber team should not draft Anthony Richardson. Those two things are not going to mesh. Uh, San Francisco, I know he's been injured, but I never thought the Trey Lance pick was going to work because San Francisco views themselves as a Super Bowl contender. Trey Lance is a quarterback that needs reps. He needs to be able to go out there for a full season and a half and nobody care if the team wins or loses. 
Same thing, it's applicable to Anthony Richardson. You know, he's a, a lot like Trey Lance. Uh, he's limited amount of exposure as a quarterback. Um, has talent, just like Trey Lance does. He did play in a much better conference in the SEC, but, I mean, his learning curve is going to be huge. You know, I, when it comes to three quarterbacks going in the top five, I do think the fact that teams that aren't typically in the top five, uh, Indianapolis, has been pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. Playoff caliber team, Seattle, has been to a bunch of playoffs, so they're generally not drafting. Can I stop you right there on yep. Seattle? Seattle has Geno Smith, who just made a Pro Bowl. Right. If you're the Seahawks and a quarterback is available, let's say Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. or Will Levis, one of the two, is still available at five, and you evaluate them really high, you got Geno as the starter for a year. Do you draft a quarterback at five? Because as you mentioned, Seattle, because they got this pick from Denver, mm-hmm. right? This is not their pick. They're a playoff team. Right. They could go out and get a, you know, a Tyree Wilson, a Miles Murphy, a, I mean, who knows? Maybe a Jalen Carter, a game-changing, potentially defensive player, or they could get a young quarterback that in theory they could do the Russell Wilson treatment with is win championships building around a young quarterback. If you're Seattle and someone's there at five, do you take them? A lot of it has to do with what kind of deal I can uh, sign Geno to. Uh, You have to remember that these first-round picks are on a team-friendly deal for five years. Yep. So I could take a quarterback at five with the expectation that he sits for two years. This is why I would not be surprised if Anthony Richardson goes five to Seattle. If Stroud and Bryce Young are off the board because now – Anthony Richardson is not a position where he has to play. He can actually learn. Now, he still needs reps. But at least he doesn't go somewhere where he has the pressure to play day one, which I don't think he's going to be ready for. But, I mean, we'll see. And, again, I just think Will Levis is going to be a dangerous one to watch. And I can see somebody falling in love with Will Levis in shorts. I really can. So, I don't think uh, if I was advising Levis, I don't think he should, like, do the mayonnaise and the coffee thing. Like in front of anybody, but other than that, like, I mean, <laughs> this in-person stuff is probably going to be pretty top-notch, especially considering they have a peer that they can call and ask about Will Levis because his coordinator two years ago was a former NFL guy that's back in the NFL now. I mean, if you're Seattle and you're sitting there at five, mm-hmm. and I would, I would imagine Young and Stroud to be gone by five, but if you're sitting there at five, you're a playoff team, even though you could argue they overachieved, but they still were a playoff team. They're picking 20. They have this pick from the Broncos. Broncos floundered, obviously, this year. It, it all comes down to how you evaluate them, but, man, if you think Anthony Richardson could be the next thing or Will Levis could be the next thing, it's really tempting for Seattle to utilize a pick that they got from Russell Wilson, a guy that they built around because of his cheap contract, won a championship, almost won another if they just ran the football. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, look, Gino's a, a a really good story, comeback player of the year, but if you're a franchise, can you really trust that that's sustainable? With well, I Gino think Smith? Gino's head and shoulders better than anybody in this draft class. But uh, he's, also, think, he's also head and shoulders 10 years older than everyone I, in this draft class. I think the class. unique deal with Seattle is they're not used to having this option. I know. That's why I think you got it. They got to think long and hard about it. So a we'll see. I mean, they got a lot of young players too. Uh, two rookie starters on the O line, a rookie at running back, a rookie cornerback. So they're a young team. It would make sense. Um, but and then once again, Sean, Pete Carroll's a loyal guy. You're sitting there. At- Gino's been a good soldier. Came out, had a big time year. 
but you have to still have, young enough where you could conceivably see him having that same kind of campaign for another two, three years. Big risk to take, especially you're sitting there at five and you don't plan on being there anymore. We'll see as this all unfolds. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Number two, Alabama now down double digits to Auburn. Ooh, war damn eagle. Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. In addition to our new lineup here at VSIN, a couple new podcasts to tell you about. VSIN continues to expand its catalog popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu. No matter what sports you like to bet, how experienced you are, you'll find a podcast for you, including. One I highly recommend. I recommend all our podcasts, Sean, but I highly recommend this one. The VSIN College Basketball Betting Podcast, hosted by yours truly. Three episodes a week, maybe more, when the NCAA tournament is here. Also have Adam Burke, Matt Newman's a part of that. Matt Newman's coming off a of 5-0 Saturday, by the way. And also our VSIN Hockey Betting Podcast. Danny Burke, NHL betting expert Andy McNeil, cover all things hockey twice each week, all for free. Available now, vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is vcin prime time as, ooh, come on, Cormac Ryan. Finish that at the rim. Notre Dame leads Pitt right now 61 to 43 with 10 and a half minutes to go. So uh, now 61 to 45. Hoping that Mike Bray gets to uh, enjoy himself. At, yeah, this would be a terrible at collapse. the local bar. It would yeah, be this, ve- would, be a terrible this would be pretty bad. Uh, we took the points. Uh, it was four and a half yeah, I overnight. I got money line too. Yeah, but Notre Dame I right was now all in. leading. Once six. I heard that Coach Bray's talking about going to the local bar with the linebacker, it's called. Oh yeah, you got to roll with Coach Bray. It went out right, right? You know, Pittsburgh's pretty good. Those are pretty good. Yeah, but you said the first hour. I don't want you. I don't want you to be part of this. You know. You know, Pittsburgh's pretty good. They're the best team in the ACC. They got Jeff Capel over there. I think I said that. I think he did. I don't. Yeah. I do wonder how many fouls Notre Dame has. I feel like they've fouled a lot in the second half. Uh, You can see on the bottom there, seven. A little little chippier second half. Uh, Looks like Xavier's going to pull off the win at the dunk. An impressive win for uh, Musketeers as a a three-and-a-half-point Road dog, they take care of, or they're going to, it looks like, take care of Providence, leading 92-86 to 86 in that one. And uh, Alabama on the ropes right now, 56-44. to 50, uh, 44. Auburn with a lead over Alabama. We've been keeping a close eye on, Sean, the Phoenix Suns game. This is the debut of Kevin Durant as a member of the Phoenix Suns. The Suns right now up 72-61. to 61. In this spot, Kevin Durant at 14 points. And we're keeping an eye on that. We didn't bet it, but we mentioned that his over-under tonight was 20 and a half. We'll see if he ultimately well, you, gets there. You got what you needed, though, if you have the over. Phoenix, I mean, Charlotte is kind of kept Showing some life, yeah. Yeah, it's only a 14-point game, so that was the big key. You, you want Durant to be actually having to be in the game in the fourth quarter. Um, 
another game uh, going on right now. We didn't really mention this one. Uh, Milwaukee and Orlando. I saw a couple people uh, at the network take some. I think Mitch Moss this morning took um, Orlando first half plus the four. And uh, Drew Dinsick, uh, frequent guest, uh, frequent guest of the network uh, from NBC Sports, took Orlando plus the seven against Milwaukee. Milwaukee riding their 15-game winning streak. They were on the road yesterday in Brooklyn. They ended up covering that game uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, right now, early 29-27 lead. That one late in the first quarter. Uh, we'll see if the Bucks can make it 16 in a row. Sean, how about this? The New York Knicks put up 47. In the first quarter, I think they made 14 threes in the first half alone. Looking at almost 76 80 to 52 at the half. Yeah. We're going to get a 200 point game this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't get in the all star game. What's the record? 172, well, 173, somewhere around well, there. Well, we just got uh, almost a 200 point game if we had gone to a double triple. overtime. Yeah, if we'd yeah. gone to triple overtime. I wonder in regulation, what's the highest scoring game? Sure, we could find it. I think it was, we went over it the other day. I think it was in the 170s. Sounds about right. Yeah, somebody's going to give up 200. <laughs> Can I take a cigar bet on that? Nope. <laughs> what, what was the uh, – oh, you 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 said that Dame was going to score, go over 37 and a half. And then he no, went, I didn't. He, oh, we can check the tapes. I don't think I did. Yeah, check the I tapes. didn't really have a strong opinion either way. But then I, I offered a cigar bet, and you, you And I declined. You declined. That's right. I didn't have a strong opinion either way. Uh, the Lakers are, are facing the Thunder tonight. No AD. Obviously, LeBron is hurt uh, as well. But right now, Lakers with a early lead on the Thunder. They lost last night. Didn't cover against the Grizzlies either. So we'll see if the Lakers can uh, can figure it out without uh, LeBron and no AD tonight. You know, either. you want to know one of AD's biggest problems. And I've had athletes like this. Mentally, he's hurt every time he hits the floor. I wish you could just make like, and I wish I had time to do it. And somebody just go through every time AD falls. Just look at his facial expression. Does fall a lot. I mean, it, it, it's oh, this it's happening again. It's over. Like, that's a lot of stress to carry. Like, that's got to tighten your body up. Like, it's got to make you anxious. Like, you got to battle anxiety. Like, he doesn't have, like, that confident, like, body language. Like, it's like every time he falls, he grabs his knee or his ankle or his back or his head. Just, it, it's real dramatic. <laughs> it, it really is. It's really dramatic. Uh, I'm checking in on this Kentucky game. They are down seven to Vanderbilt right now at Rupp. Fighting Jerry Stackhouse's. Yeah. Vanderbilt's had some nice wins this year. Yeah, um, let me go and check back in on the fighting Brian Gregory's. And let's see what's going on. Oh, your USF yeah, Tulsa down here game? in South Florida. Okay, they're up eight. Uh, eight minutes ago. Only eight? I know. I need Uh-oh. them to win by 14. Uh-oh. So, uh, the, the worst cover team in the country, Tulsa, is this, their, uh, is this their due moment? I hope not. To get it against South Florida. Uh, they, I need a little late run. Let's get it. Let's get it. I mean, we're cheering for Sean. We're cheering for the cheering for Jim Root. Because uh, South Florida was up 15 at the half, by they the were. way. Yeah. Tulsa somehow showing fight. Um, Ohio State up double digits right now on Maryland uh, in uh, that one in Columbus. I do want to mention a couple games still to come tonight. Uh, Wes Reynolds is going to stop by here to close out the show. We'll talk some Arnold Palmer with him. And uh, we'll also see if he has any plays later on this evening. Uh, TCU and Texas. Jim Root likes TCU. Uh, he said if you could find the – there was a Rogue 3, uh, I believe, at William Hill earlier in the day or when he was on. Uh, that Those are gone. There's some fours out there right now. So, see if TCU takes care of business. The most bizarre game of maybe the entire season, Sean King, is happening tonight in 30 minutes. Gonzaga 
played St. Mary's on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Really impressive revenge spot. Get the win. Get the cover. They will come here to Vegas, play in the West Coast Conference Tournament this weekend. I guess their first game would be Monday in the semifinals. They scheduled a game with Chicago State tonight. What could go wrong? So I talked about this game on the podcast. I have to take Chicago State because I said I would bet them at some point. It's 28 and a half. Look, if Gonzaga wants to win by 70, they'll win by 70. Chicago State's 11 and 18 overall. However, they're very they're 16 and 9 ATS. Okay. They're feisty, right? So can I No, you can't interest me I'm in I'm not going to interest you. Oh, yeah. I I can't I have to be a man of my word. Like I said on the podcast, I, I have to take Chicago State. This could go really, 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 really poorly for Chicago State. But I, my question is here. If you're if you're Mark Few, All right. you're up 22 at halftime. Mm-hmm. You've got the WCC tournament right around the corner of the NCAA. No starter should play a second in the, in the second half. However, the backups and probably the third stringers for Gonzaga – are better than whatever Chicago State has. Yeah, I have no reason. I have no. I have no idea why you're even interested in this game. Because it's so weird. It'd be different it's if it was March first. If it was Gonzaga, eighteen, but they're, they're favored by almost thirty. Sean, it's it's March first, and Gonzaga is playing Chicago State after they just played St. Mary's. Gonzaga's in Washington, right? Yeah, Spokane. By the way, Chicago State also plays uh, Fresno State uh, over the weekend too. Random. Random stuff. You can't stand up. Yeah, we got to travel there, Pittsburgh. Uh, 66 to 50 as we keep a close eye on the Mike Bray finale as the head coach of Notre Dame is his final home game. 28 and a half. So we will we will see. Are you really going to play that? I got to be a man of my word. I said on the podcast I'd play. I'm not going to. I mean, it'll be. Did you really? Oh, my goodness. No. Britain put it on the file. Wow. Not nice. Come on, South. If you're Florida. gonna if you're gonna put Chicago State on there, you need to retroactively put Ohio State on there because that was on Ohio State. If you're really bold, you take them like first half money line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, if if you're wondering, the Chicago State, I think they're the Cougars uh, money line tonight. Chicago State, Sean, thirty to one here at Circa. That would be what I would call. That's like betting the Reds to win the division. They've played 29 games, and they've only won 11 of them. Now they're headed to Spokane, Washington. They covered 16 of them, though. They're not going to win outright. So 30 to 1 is – I'll <laughs> it, book it. No, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll pass on okay. that. Unlike you, I don't like lighting money on fire. <laughs> All right, uh, quick update before we hit a Reds break. Reds had a shot, Tim. The no, Reds had a shot. They lost 100 games, Sean. Um Ohio State up nine. Come on, Buckeyes. Let's finish this out. Come on, Bulls. Let's go, Brian Gregory. Let's close this thing out strong. You're Get cheering. Oh, yeah. I was, I was thinking yeah. you're cheering for Colson. Suns, the KD. First game up 10 right now on the Charlotte Hornets. We're talking to Wes Reynolds next right here on Beeson Prime. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. 
I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Even a wager that misses can be, still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt in to this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a N- single NBA game, including team and player props. Opt in to the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or the nation's capital. Alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and bringing in from VSIN tonight, newly minted VSIN tonight, Wes Reynolds, the man, the myth, the legend. And uh, how about this, Wes, real quick, because we're going to talk some golf with you here in a little bit with the Arnold Palmer starting tomorrow in Orlando. Auburn up 15 right mm-hmm. now on Alabama. Since the news came out regarding everything down there uh, and, and Smith's involvement, they are 0 2 ATS. And uh, right now, it looks like they're going to be handed their first loss. But they went off as a 10.5-point favorite in this spot. Yeah, Matt Humans and I were talking about it last night in terms of this game. And we sometimes, you know, we have Ron Skinny Boyles on, who's a very sharp college basketball handicapper. He was on with us on the Friday, uh, Saturday prep show a couple weeks ago. And when a team gets embarrassed like Auburn did, if you remember, they got boat raced at Kentucky. Yep. That's sometimes when you want to buy on on a team, when they got absolutely hammered. And to what you said, too, about Alabama, ever since everything's come out, they have not been the same team. And, you know, it could be very worrisome for a very wide-open NCAA tournament. Yeah, there's... yeah but they're young also. I mean, yeah. Miller gets a lot of the attention, but they're, they're starting five with four young players. And if we're being honest, that really has not been a recipe for success in recent history. No. Come March Madness. You know, it's really the teams that have more veteran players. Yeah. You know, that are bigger, stronger, more experienced that seem to dominate the tournament. What is uh, Mike Bray, who is having his last home game, by the way, in South Bend tonight? Good result for us so far. Uh, what does he say? Get old, stay old. Yeah, that was, and, his, that was his mantra for a long time. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, Notre Dame up 18 with 5 at 45 to go. Final home game for Mike Bray. Uh, Digger Phelps, I, I believe, is uh, in the house tonight. Uh, and uh, we were talking about it. Wes, you might know, you're a Midwest guy. The linebacker is the legendary bar in South Bend. Mm -hmm. Mike Bray said he's never been to it, but he will be there tonight. He said he's closing it down tonight. Yeah, no no time like the present. Now, he says he's going to coach. I'll be interested in where he ends up. Possible. I think maybe he goes like lower, like maybe Ivy League, Patriot League, somewhere in the Northeast. Where, you know, all you got to do, you got to try to get to the NCAA tournament, win the conference, not a lot of there, pressure. There was a rumor. Actually, it wasn't a rumor. He said it to John Feinstein in the Washington Post. He said he thought about, because last year they made a run, right? They lost to Texas Tech by three in the second round. They beat Alabama. They beat Rutgers in the play-in. And George Washington, his alma mater, came open. Mm-hmm. And he actually said he contemplated going to take that job. So, At yeah. this point in his career, if I was Mike Bray and he listened to me, I'd say go be an assistant in the NBA. Apparently, apparently, Sean's microphone is broken. So, you want me to do this? Yeah. You want to talk? Is it not working? Yeah. Apparently, apparently, we've we've Sean is checked out for the rest of the show. 
Hey, come on, man. Yeah, Sean, just wave. Show your pretty face there. <laughs> you can pass me notes. I don't control the microphone. Right? Yeah, I, I know. I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, all right. Uh, let's get to some golf, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, real quickly, Wes, anything you'll be sweating tonight on uh, on VSIN tonight? Any 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific games that you're interested yeah, in right now? Yeah, a couple. Uh, one, actually, that started at 5. I have Oklahoma plus seven and a half at Kansas State. That's uh, They're down by nine right now, but it's still very early. But, you know, got a couple late games. Have uh, uh, UT Rio Grande Valley, actually, at plus ten and a half at Cal Baptist. I think there's some injury news that has not hit the board just yet. So went with UT RGV. Also took Penn State plus five okay. at Northwestern. I think Penn State, that disaster, you know, meltdown they had on Sunday against Rutgers. But Northwestern, uh, if you look at them schematically, they play – teams with big guys very well you know they do that trap and trap the big guy penn state doesn't score at the rim they just shoot a bunch of threes so myself, i think they... myself and tim both on tcu tonight uh, mm-hmm. i love everything about them except the fact that uh from the three-point line they shoot like the basket's moving i think 29 <laughs> on the year can we interest you in some tcu tonight i i do lean that i do lean that way i like that team uh, you know i just I wish they would have shut Eddie Lampkin down until he got healthy because, like, he's now in and out of the lineup. He's only playing, like, 15 or 20 minutes. But they do have Mike Miles back. Mike Miles is really the straw that stirs the drink there for TCU. And they're a team that can get up and down the floor, to your point. I want to shoot a lot of threes. Run to the rim. I actually, right. my analogy for your mic does, your, your mic doesn't work, Sean. And you don't have your IFB in right now. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like? Write me a note, and I'll pass it to uh, I'll pass it to Wes real quickly, though, Wes, because I know you'll talk about it tonight with Matt, uh, Wes, and Matt coming up top of the hour. Matt Newman's uh, Arnold Palmer tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, what intrigues you? I know uh, long shots. I saw I saw the email. Lots of plays. So uh, give us uh, give us a couple outrights that you're firing on this week down at uh, down in Orlando. Yeah, Bay Hill, uh, 44 of the top 50 in the world rankings are here. It's now an elevated event, $20 million purse. So you got a lot of players that usually don't play this event that are in the field this week. Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, amongst others that don't normally play this event. But I went with a guy that's played this pretty regularly. I usually don't like to take a chalky guy, but... Rory McIlroy, I took it 10-1. to 1. He's won here before. John Rahm now has the number one ranking in the world. Nobody's been able to beat him. He's already won three times here in 2023. But Rory, I think, is going to be motivated. He's got experience on this course. So he was my shortest price. I took Will Zalatoris as well. The former recipient of the Arnold Palmer Golf Scholarship, by the way, at Wake Forest, where the King Ooh. played. Of course, uh, the King's... Uh, 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 daughter and son-in-law now run the Bay Hill Golf Club and Lodge down there in Orlando. So could be a little special angle for him. Victor Hovland, who I had here last year, who finished T2, 33-1. to He was a guy that probably should have won this event last year. He was a four-shot lead on the back nine on Saturday, and then the wind just wreaked havoc, and I think it's going to this week. I think you're going to see some pretty high scores. And then uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, who I took at 30-1. to 1. I think he's in the mid-30s. I don't know if you guys watched Full Swing on I Netflix. Have, yeah. Episode 5 chronicles Matt Fitzpatrick where he won the U.S. Open and you know, kind of pointed him out to be this super analytics nerd. He's charted every golf shot he's hit since he's 15. And watching that, because he's kind of started out slow this year, but watching that, it's like, hey, I'm a U.S. Open champion. I can win, and he's got like four straight top tens here, including a runner-up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Patrick, mm-hmm. golfer, he likes to go for the Yeah. 
Yeah, Hatton, yeah. Hatton, and uh, yeah, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, and yeah. Rory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the defending champion, and, you know, that was when he was just winning everything. He had won, like, four events uh, in the first two months of the season. But Hatton, I hit him a couple years ago Mm -hmm. when it was super windy. I think four under ended up being the winning score. It was five under last year. So, you know, you're not going to see, you know, high teens or 20 under win this event. I just think the course is too hard, even though they removed the trees. But what they did was they made it more, you know, susceptible to the wind and then also the greens are going to be super fast they're going to roll like 14 on the stem on sunday so it's going to be like uh you know putting on ice basically wes reynolds joining us in studio sean is here uh for those uh who are listening on the radio sean is here he's still here his microphone has been cut um for some reason so uh he's here he's in he's he's with us just uh, you can't hear him uh as we were just tweeted uh, by our loyal listener, Ryan Hyatt. He said, mystery Sean King comments on VSIN is fantastic. It's like fill-in-the-blank theater on the radio. So Sean's here. He's uh, He's got some thoughts, but, you know, we're just uh, we're just waiting. Real quickly before I let you run, you're, you're Captain Indiana. You're an Indiana guy. Uh, <laughs> last night was uh, not, your, not the shining moment for the Hoosiers. No. But long-term, do you believe that this Indiana team has – has the goods to make a run. Maybe not to win a title, Mm -hmm. but to make a run. Everything draw dependent, of course. I think they're going to get Xavier Johnson back, which is going to be a key. He's their best perimeter defender. Senior guard also gives him another ball handler. Doesn't need to look for his offense as much now with Jalen Huchvino, even though Jalen had a horrible night defensively. He was getting cooked by Tony Perkins all night. But I think just getting Xavier Johnson back, that means Trace maybe doesn't have to be like total Superman. Because, you know, he didn't have to be against Purdue because Chavino stepped up. But I could see this team making a second weekend if they get the right draw. All right, there he is, Wes Reynolds. Sean is still here. Uh, His mic will hopefully work tomorrow. Uh, But for Wes Reynolds, who you will hear coming up top of the hour with Matt Humans for Jim Root, Devin Walker, Ben Brown, uh, I am Tim Murray. Sean, wave to the camera. They can't hear you. Yeah, (laughs) Sean Sean will be back tomorrow with a working microphone. And uh, hopefully... Our Irish can close this sucker out on Bray Day in South Bend. It's... The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.